Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp and I'm here with Macworld Executive Editor Michael Simon as well as Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus. We are live on Computer World's LinkedIn page as well as on our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. So if you have any questions, comments, uh, opinions, whatever, do let us know either in the live chat on YouTube or in the comment section on LinkedIn. So, you know, definitely the the big news of the week, month, year, who knows, certainly in the, at least in the um, tech industry is, um, you know, this Elon Musk's um, possible acquisition of Twitter. He um, entered into an agreement to purchase it for $44 billion, uh, take the company private. And there, I mean, I would imagine that there's going to be some ramifications for, you know, Maybe business users, maybe consumers kind of remains to be seen. But um, overall, and I know, Ken, you can sort of touch on like what this means for the business, the business side of things. So uh, what what does it? Well, OK, OK. A couple a couple things to say first okay. for people who may not be following this closely. It's an agreement for him to buy for Elon Musk to buy it. Twitter has not been sold yet. He doesn't right. own Twitter yet. Yeah. But there was this immediate rush this week. You know, and a lot of this stuff has political overtones and things that we don't need to get into. But like a lot of people who don't like Musk were immediately canceling their accounts. And a lot of people who think he's going to bring back, you know, a lot of people who have been banned in, in the name of free speech were suddenly signing up. There was this weird sort of shift around something that hasn't even happened yet. And then I, I saw another statistic that made the point that like, I think, I guess this is maybe in the U.S., but like only like 11 percent of, of people who are online or on Twitter. And, you know, there's a very, and there's also one more statistic and I'll stop, but there's like, I saw something that said like 20% or it was either 12% or 20% of Twitter users are responsible for like 80% of the content. Yeah, that, I believe so that. Talking, certainly. You're talking about a subset within a subset sure. within a subset. Now that said, you know, I mean, Twitter obviously probably has an outsized uh, role in the discourse that we have, you know, in the U.S. And, and worldwide about a lot of things, including technology. Mm -hmm. The discourse among people who use it. Right. Well, that's sure. what I mean. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's it's it, it's a it's a very loud megaphone for a very small relative right. number of mm -hmm. people. That's but a good that point. Said, you know, there are a lot of businesses that use Twitter as sort of a, a PR organ to get their message out and to try to engage with, you know, <clears throat> technology users. I don't know that that Musk owning Twitter is going to change that. I mean, it's really a little early to say, but I mean, the 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 issue that I would the only th the thing that I would be concerned about if I'm a company that relies on Twitter is one of my primary um, <clears throat> methods of communicating with my users or an audience is that if it if Twitter does kind of become a cesspool of disinformation, misinformation, and you know things like that, it, it becomes the, the noise becomes so strong that the signal that a company might be wanting to send might get buried. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's something that I do think companies and, you know, they need to pay attention to what's going on here, even though it hasn't happened yet. That's sort of my quick take. I think Michael, that's fair. Michael, well, I was going to point out, this isn't an Apple story. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> we, actually, we actually had a conversation um, when the news broke Monday of whether or not we should even cover it. I covered in the morning the couple Fridays prior because it was a Friday when when it when it broke that he had uh, well he broke it when he had filed an, uh, mm -hmm. uh, an offer 
I, I threw it up on Macworld and I'll link that if anyone wants to read it. Sure. And it's funny because the, the, the guy who edited, edited it at the time, it was in the morning. So someone from PC World edited it and he joked, he's like, you really kind of twisted and, and turned to get an Apple reference in there. Because I'm like, go ask her <laughs> Apple. I said, I run Apple th- owns a, uh, runs a Twitter account but doesn't <laughs> post anything. It's all sponsored posts and et cetera. I, and it's true. It's not really that. an Apple story. No. But there are a couple of stories a year, maybe even less, that kind of uh, affect everybody. Yeah. And as a, a, a company who sells iPhones and iPads and Macs, Twitter is on probably a lot of them. My guess is that 10% number. I don't know how true that is, but it sounds about right. Of that 10%, my guess is half probably use Apple products, maybe more. You know, you see a lot of posts from iPhone, posts from Mac on the little, the little location thing. So, you know, it definitely affects Apple users. Now... There's a, we could talk about this for 20 hours. There's a lot to unpack, and we're not going to get to anywhere near it. But the bottom line is, in my opinion, Twitter is not going to change at all. Sure. Um, better, for better or worse. For better or worse. I think that technology-wise, so let's just, well, before we get into the content, let's talk about the, the technology. A couple of the things that he's tweeted about, and listen, I don't trust I don't trust anyone who tweets anything because you can just tweet in two seconds and send it out to the world. And Elon Musk has a habit of doing that. So I don't know what's true and what's not, but he has floated the idea of, of an edit button, which please, I would love that if it's done right. I think you need to preserve the prior tweet. And the reason why I say that is because let's say someone tweets something and, 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 and can you like it? Mm-hmm. And then three hours later, they, they change it to something that you don't like. Right, like you're still liking that tweet, so I think they need to, you know, they need to treat that. It's got to be sort of archival in some way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like the new tweet, all the all the retweets and the likes are for the old tweet, but the new one replaces it, but doesn't. So whatever, we'll, 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 they can figure that out. And he also just yesterday, I think, tweeted uh, tweeted about end to end encryption for for DMs, which I'm also all for. Um, yeah. So technology wise, I mean, listen, Elon Musk is a smart guy. He, he's impulsive. He gets things done. Uh, he tends to overpromise and underdeliver a bit when it comes to Tesla stuff. But um, he still, if you look at you know the, the the trajectory of what he's done from PayPal to to uh, SpaceX or or the other one, I forget which one's his, which whichever rocket he owns. I mean, he he's done pretty remarkable stuff. He's definitely a guy who he's smart. He gets things done, and he he rubs people the the wrong way, like everybody. Listen, Steve Jobs did too. If Steve Jobs had a Twitter account, Lord knows what he'd be posting. <laughs> I mean, he posted a screed about Flash on Apple.com for everyone to read. So Steve Jobs wasn't afraid to, to, to ruffle feathers either. So listen, I, I'm not going to defend or uh, criticize Elon Musk. So let I me mean, let's see what he does. Now, the reason why everyone's up in, a, up in arms over this on, on all sides, you know, is the the quote-unquote free speech thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Twitter, for those who don't know, Twitter found itself in a bit of a, a, a hot water pickle jam jar when it started to you know, kick people off of the platform for saying things repeatedly that were you know, either disingenuous or uh, spreading misinformation or 
you know, insulting people, whatever it is. And, you know, it, 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 it starts and ends kind of with Donald Trump because he was the president and they, they didn't want to throw him off. And rightfully so. I, I honestly don't think they should have because he's literally the most important person in the country. The president, whether you like him or not, the president of the United States is the most important person in this country. Does he need a Twitter account? Probably not. Should he be allowed to have one? Yeah. Or, or, or she be allowed to have one? Of course, because it's, it's a way to reach people. Now, when, when Twitter was formed, that was not a thought. Like nobody was thinking when they formed this little social network with 140 characters that one day the, the leader of the free world would be spouting nonsense at two in the morning. I mean, like, like that's not something that so when it cropped up, because the Twitter audience is so small and because the Twitter audience is so protective of, of Twitter and their, and their, you know, like what it is, there was a lot of pressure on Twitter to, to start labeling tweets as misinformation. And then you get into another sticky area because, well, when they label something as misinformation, other people say, well, no, I, that's not misinformation. And unless it's like something factually proven, it's, it's a real gray area. And I understand you know, Twitter, I understand both sides of Twitter's um, issue there because, yes, misinformation was being spread, but the people who were spreading the misinformation believed it as information. So it's, it's very difficult when you're a social media platform and all you're doing is all Twitter does and Facebook and MySpace and all of these. Not these MySpace. Form, these former and current. You're taking yourself here, Michael. It's a, it's a social network. It's the same thing. All these current and social networks, all they do is provide a platform. For people to talk. That's sure. it. That's the point. But they become big enough and they become entrenched in our society enough where they become, you know, they have to become moderators and they have to become purveyors of, of truth. And truth is is sticky. It's always been. You know, now is worse than ever. And I think it's because of Twitter and because of Facebook, because we can see what everyone is thinking at any moment. Truth has become such a, a, a warped and twisted concept. But the bottom line is Twitter is well within their rights to kick people off, to ban sure. people. It's a it's a it's a platform. It has nothing to do with free speech. Nothing. Well, and but see, that's that's the whole point here. The whole heart of the issue is one man's free speech is another person's hate speech or disinformation sure. and misinformation. Sure. And, you know, and Musk has sort of thrown some bombs out there about like, you know, that free speech should be allowed to the point of, I guess, like where it becomes illegal, you yeah, know. Right. But, you, you're, mm -hmm. but you're going back to the original like yelling fire in a in a crowded theater. OK, sure. you know, it's free speech to yell fire in a crowded theater. But, you know, law says you shouldn't do that because you can panic people and kill people. And I think the 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 concern and I, I, I agree with you, Michael. I think a lot of what we saw this week was really overblown. I oh, mean, again, nothing has changed. And nothing has change. not changed. It's Maybe not we'll get change. an edit button and that's it, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you get to, you know, the nexus of free speech versus regulation versus who's responsible, you know, that's a that's a, as Facebook would, I'm sure, agree. This is a very, very difficult thing to police. Yeah. Anybody who's ever had to monitor an online forum knows how quickly the 
conversation can deteriorate into really, really ugly stuff. And, you know, I, and I think, you know, Twitter, I don't think wants to go down that path and just say free speech. Anybody can say anything they want to anyone they want. Well, it, it was that. I know. It was. They, and we handled it. It was for we, a we, long meaning time, Twitter. meaning we, the U.S., meaning the world. Yeah. So when you start getting into a free speech battle, first of all, again, free speech in the U.S. is free from government censorship. Right. Correct. Yeah. Has nothing to do with Twitter. You have no right to have a Twitter. You can say whatever you want, but people can also shun you and fire you and kick you out of that theater for yelling fire. As long as the government doesn't stop you from saying stuff, that's all the 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 the, the amendment protects against the government. So sure. Twitter and free speech, there's no there's no freedom to speak on Twitter. Sure. But the issue that arises. Oh, I'm sorry, Julie. One quick question. That's one fine. quick point, and, and then yes, but. When you've got a, a forum or a platform that is as broad potentially as Twitter is, when you've got a population, certainly here in the U.S. and other parts of the world, that is somewhat combustible, and then you've got someone on Twitter posting another person's name, address, phone number, sure. where they work, yeah. all that stuff, yeah. you know, it may be, it may not be illegal, but you're putting someone in, and you and we you see this all the time, even now on Twitter, where people are you know sending yeah. things out, and then people get followed, or they get harassing phone calls, or whatever, you know, it it can get ugly quickly. So I, I think I'm I'm hopeful if Musk follows through, and I'm not 100% convinced he's going to follow through on this. Purchase. Maybe not. Maybe not. You know, there's a, there's a billion dollar penalty if he doesn't. Exactly. A good point. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, I'll be quiet, Julia. What okay. are you going to say? Well, <laughs> I well I want to say two things. One, um, we just have a like you know kind of funny comment on LinkedIn, which is basically this viewer saying, you know. If every tweet had a price and there's been two trillion tweets since now, I tried to fact check that number and I could not find any answers. But for for the sake of the joke, you know, if there's been two trillion tweets, um, that means that he paid forty five fifty for each tweet. And is a tweet worth that much? <laughs> I thought that was a fun joke. Sure. That's a that's an interesting observation. Um <laughs> I didn't want to putting it that way. <laughs> but um the what I wanted to talk about and um and I know I I think I've maybe threw this question to you too early, Ken, but like what are what's sort of like the the implication here for the business um user and like the the enterprise user? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, well yeah, yeah, I sort of alluded to that early on. And I mean, first of all, I would say if you're a business user, you know, who relies on Twitter extensively, you might want to broaden your portfolio there because you know it's just one channel for getting uh uh, either taking in information sure. or sending information out. Secondly, um, slow down and wait. Uh, you know, just keep an eye. A lot of companies have PR, you know, divisions who are tasked with nothing more than getting their message out. Whether it's blasting reporters with emails, putting pitches on Twitter for upcoming events, uh, soliciting. You know, you can actually have conversations, real conversations, uh, on Twitter if you do it right. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it, it's just too soon to tell, you know, again, as Mike, Michael said, at the same time, a lot of this stuff in the early days of Twitter was kind of ugly or whatever. Companies were embracing it. I mean, certainly mm -hmm. we've embraced it. You know, it, I think it it would be difficult to just cancel your Twitter, your corporate Twitter account. Because then you're losing your voice in this right. larger conversation. I don't think there's you know? any reason so, to even consider doing that. I have friends, yeah. Twitter friends, that but, cancel but their accounts. But people have. I've seen of people course. cancel their 
Yeah. And there's a bunch of people not, not who were banned are I mean, now are suddenly good. back because they think it's all better now. It's the same. Nothing's yeah. changed and nothing's going to change. And if it does, even if we do get some improvements, it's going to be a while. They still have to improve the sale. That's like six, eight, ten months. Six months. Yeah, I think yeah. it's supposed to close by the end of the year, if I yeah. read that correctly. So nothing's changing right now. I mean, listen, I have just this week, I hooked up with a friend from 25 years ago through Twitter. Like, it's a great platform. It's a, the, the idea that these social networks, like we can find people that we've missed and make new friends and all that stuff is great. I honestly, I truthfully believe that everyone should be allowed to say what they want to say on Twitter. I also think that's an incredibly difficult concept because you get people who are being disingenuous about who they are. You get, you know, all these bots and things that are created just to, just to antagonize people. The, you know, the platform itself is maybe pure in its intentions. Humanity isn't. So I think when Elon Musk says we're just going to, he said we're going to verify all humans and, you know, bring free, free speech back to everyone. That is a, a, a nearly impossible undertaking. You can't do it. Well, the question is, how do you verify all the humans? That's you know, it. Like, mm -hmm. Everybody has to submit my license to Twitter to, to get like it's, I, there's no way to do it, and it, it's a it's a it's it's somewhat naive of a notion. I don't know that you know. Listen, he has so much money that even if he loses money on Twitter, it's not going to matter to him. Forty five billion dollars, and he's not even paying all of that. He's only paying like ten. Like it's that's not going to matter to him. However, he's a businessman and he does want to make money, so he has to look at this logically. He can't just go and fire a bunch of Twitter people because he doesn't like what they what they did or what they stand for he and leave the company he rudderless. Some, he canceled somebody's Tesla when they criticized him on Twitter. He yeah. can do he no, could do that. He actually. could do it, but it's not it's not a smart move. I mean he's already criticized some of Twitter's employees this week on through tweets. Mm -hmm. So he's very impulsive and I think that's what people are afraid of is that he's unpredictable, he's impulsive, and now he has the keys to, you know, a small but still influential platform. Hi. And listen, I, I'm on Twitter all day. I love it. Me too, me too. I, mm -hmm. I don't want it to go away. Yeah. And I don't want it to change in a, in, in, in a, in a wholesale way that makes me not want to be, be here anymore. But I don't think that if you allow, I don't know how many accounts were, were banned in the last three years, but if, you, if, if everyone comes back, all right, go go ahead. Like that's not going to change. In fact, I think it's better. Like I like seeing opinions of people that are different. I don't want a platform that's all people that I like and know. So I'm all for the so-called free speech part of it. I just think it's it's very difficult. And let's not forget, Twitter is also worldwide. It's, we're just he, Musk yeah. is just looking at the U.S. version of it. Sure. It's France and uh, Europe and and uh, China. China is another big question mark. Like this, it, it's not just a U.S. thing, even though we like to think of it as as being a U.S. thing. You know, just just to pick up real quickly on one point you make, Mike. Twitter is what you make of it. You choose who you follow. Sure. You know, there there are ways to block people who may be, you know, saying things that are ugly or whatever. And, you know, if you choose wisely, it can be an amazing, almost instantaneous source of information. Yeah. If, you're a, if you're a news oriented person, which I am, you mm -hmm. know, 
stop the presses, but pun not intended. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a great way to to. I mean, I remember we, I was watching Twitter whenever the bombing was at the the Boston Marathon, and literally it popped up on Twitter before I heard it anywhere. You know, and it's like right there. Somebody tweeted or whatever, and then the news was out there. And it 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 does sort of accelerate the news cycle because things pop up there very quickly and then they either get debunked or people start spreading them or whatever. That's the downside of the misinformation, disinformation stuff. But, you know, again, my original point, you make of it what you want it to be by who you follow. Sure. And just to reference a few um, of these, these um, the points that are in the article on Computer World um, from John Gold that I also linked in the live chat, he talked to... Um, Jillian York, she's the Electronic Frontier Foundation's Director of International Freedom of Expression. And I think she makes like the decent point, which is it's hard for her to see how like new ownership, as it were, is you will be better or worse for users than a bunch of shareholders having control um, over the company. Because it's like, you know, it's, it's not like people, other people didn't control Twitter before. Because right. they and, did. <laughs> you know, people were saying, well, it shouldn't be in the hands of one person. Well, what about Facebook? You know, what about Apple? Tim Cook is the is the guy. You know, what about um well Microsoft's a bad example, but back in the day it was Bill Gates. Like And I mean I think tech- at Twitter for a long time it was I mean, even though Jack Dorsey didn't have like a hundred percent of the company, he was he was really the head of the company. He yeah, he was it. the head of the company who made the big decisions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I just don't think anything categorically changes um, you know, there's a lot of people who think that Elon Musk is on their side. I think Elon Musk is on Elon Musk's side. I don't think he's. He, I think he, he bought Twitter because he probably likes it just as much as we do. He can he he can afford it. He saw like. I don't think any of us who like the platform or Twitter will say that it's it's done particularly well in the last five years. I mean, daily active users, monthly active users are all down. The 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 app, you know, for lack of a better word, sucks. So. <laughs> There are ways to improve it, and I think I think that's where this comes from, is that he, you know, he's an entrepreneur, he's an investor, and in this instance, I don't think we Twitter users have anything to worry about just yet. Sure, we'll see. Fair yeah. observation. All right. Well, thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Even though it was, you know, a little bit of a different topic than normal, I think very much. Yeah, can we get back to iPhones next week, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can work on that. <laughs> I've um, heard of those. It's so, you know, worthwhile to talk about. So thank you both so much. And thank you also much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, you can give it a thumbs up. If you're watching on LinkedIn, you can head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, like the video over there, subscribe to the channel, and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions, comments, observations, opinions that you want to express, let me know in the comments below. Thanks again for watching, and I'll see you next time.